Hi guys, it's Fran and Hannah, and you are on our latest podcast for Getting Down to Digital. Hannah, hi. Hello. How are you, cutie? What? Wait, did you say how are you? Yes, how are you, cutie? <laughs> I could use more sleep honestly i've been sleeping like the dead lately yeah it's been wild today's podcast topic could be a perfect discussion for that yeah i kind of know why also but (laughs) yeah hannah is very busy hannah can you tell our group where you're headed for how many weeks for three weeks so i'm heading out to Hawaii well I guess if this podcast comes up on Monday I'm already in Hawaii but at the time of recording I'll be heading out to Hawaii in a couple days for three weeks so I'm excited about that but there's like a lot of I do some freelance stuff on the side that I have to get done well I want to get done before the trip happens and then just like packing I love packing though but the pile by my suitcase is absurd right now. It's I've just thrown everything I might possibly need if I think about it in a moment. And then on Friday night is when I'll condense it all and won't be as crazy. But my bedroom looks a little wild right now. That's awesome. Well, until then, Hannah has been very, very busy getting all her life together. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a great time. And how about you? Any new fun updates in the past month? Yeah, let's see. Um, I've been feverishly training for a new volunteer position at hospice, Mm -hmm. local branch here in good old Tampa to add to my repertoire. And there is a lot to learn. So that has been very rewarding. And I look so forward to starting. I also inadvertently joined the Men's Rockable League at LA Fitness. There are no women. It's also intermediate, and I haven't played in 20 years. So I have the shoes, the racket, and the eye gear. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the up and up. I'm getting better every week. Yeah, yeah, you are. And you signed another season of kickball. Yes, 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 yes. I'm on the kickball team. What do I play? Left, right field? One of the fields. Right field. Right field. Yeah. I had the time of my life out there. I enjoy the kicking. That's mm-hmm. really where I put my efforts. Yeah. Yes. It sounds like we have a ton of life busyness going on. And we also have a lot of work busyness going on. Hannah and I, as you know, are co-workers at Upright Communications. And we have our fair share of our own work that we have to get done with our amazing clients. So we thought today's podcast would be really pertinent to us and timely. And I know a lot of us are always looking to achieve a really great work-life balance. And that is what today's podcast is all about. So let's kind of workshop it out. Let's talk about what work-life balance is, some statistics, and then Hannah's going to lead us off with our first point to help get us to that balance. To me, this is probably the best topic is to talk about our growth potential. I just love discussing humans and how it is we can be better, do better, and think better. So this 
topic right here was music to my ears when Hannah presented me her list of ideas. So I'm very excited to talk about this today. So work-life balance, as many of us know, is basically how one manages both their work and personal life. So some statistics to kind of get us going. 72% of workers, so folks like us, believe work-life balance is a very important factor when choosing a job. That's according to Apollo Technical. Another stat from them, 48% of Americans consider themselves to be workaholics. So that's about one of every two people are workaholics. Then $190 billion has been spent every year to address the physical and psychological effects of burnout in the workplace. That is crazy. So that burnout examples or symptoms are feelings of exhaustion or energy depletion, feelings of negativity, distancing from the job, and reduced work productivity. So not only do we want work-life balance, but we're doing everything in our power not to get it by, you know, admitting to being workaholics and thriving to be, you know, it's cool to say you're busy and you don't have time and just focused on work, 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 that we weren't put on this earth to work, work, work. And to me at least, and we should have a mission that's greater than ourselves. And Hannah, is going to get us started to really talk about that. But first, and I do have a quote for us, and it is, you can't give your life more time. So give the time you have left more life. I really, really think that we should aim to make 2022's goal that while you have time left, give it more life. So Hannah, tell us how we can get more life and more work and be flexible human beings. Yeah, okay. But first I want to say, I feel like COVID really did a major shift on like the hustle culture in our society. And I feel like a lot more people are taking work-life balance more seriously since everything happened. And we're now two years into all of that. But I've definitely noticed a difference in lifestyle choices since COVID. And I feel like that's at least one positive. You're yeah. so right. It is so true. And working from home has really alleviated a lot of things in people's lives. And I am so excited for that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess I just wanted to start with that. But one of the important reasons for why you should strive for work-life balance in your career is that it lessens stress in your life. One of the resources I was looking up stated that a Stanford professor named Jeffrey Pfeffer, I had to look it up, but it's a German name. I think that's how you pronounce it. And he conducted a study that found that workplace stress, which consists of long hours, lack of health insurance, a little autonomy on the job, high job demands, they don't just hit or damage your productivity or your morale. They are actually causing a lot of stress that can kill you. So he's wanting to bring more attention to the fact that workplace stress is definitely affecting people in that he even says is the fifth biggest cause of death in the United States, which is wild to me. Like the stress of work can cause you to feel so much 
disdain in life is so sad. And that kind of just reminded me of this play that they had us read in high school called Death of a Salesman. And it was basically just an account of this man named Willie Loman. And he is a salesman. And it's during that time of the American dream of owning a home, the white picket fence, and like having your life really put together. And it really morphed his perception of what his life is in reality versus what he imagined it would be. And it's just a bad place to be. And I feel like... That is what reminded me of just the stress that work can put on your life if you let it become your everything and just to caution you away from that because it's not a sustainable way to live. And in this society, I feel like there's a lot of power that employees have to decide whether they want to take on work beyond their capacity. And I feel like a lot of people, especially young people, conversations I've had with people my age, they don't have anything better to do. So they would take on more work just because they have the time. They don't have kids. They're not married. And so they put that on themselves. And that just puts you on a wrong trajectory towards a future when you do have a family and settle down. And it just completely can morph your view of work and put a lot of pressure on yourself before your career even really takes off. Because retirement age is typically like 65 or above in the United States. And if you're 25, you have 40 more years of working ahead of you. Don't put undue pressure on yourself if you don't have to. And if you don't have a choice in the matter of how much capacity you take on, if you're boss is putting too much on you and not giving you a choice and not taking into consideration your life, it may be time to find a new job because that's not healthy of them to do that to you. So that's what I want to begin with, just considering that work-life balance will lessen the stress in your life and overall just give you a better quality of life. Nice. Great reminders. And to piggyback off that, a great work-life balance also improves your mental and physical health. That is just, I think, a given. You know that if you give your brain body time to breathe and regain your balance and spend time in nature and also work hard when you're asked to work hard or when it's time, that is very gratifying, very satisfying for you. And it also, when you do have a quality work-life balance, you're able to prioritize things. So like healthy eating, being in an active lifestyle. I always say that I'm similar to like a six-year-old because if I'm not moving, something is awry. So I haven't sat on my couch on purpose in a really, really long time. I just, it's so important to move. I have a stand-up desk at work. Hannah does too. And we like to be able to move about and change where it is we're working. Just really take time to assess your space? And are you actively taking time to reset and regaining that balance? Anna? Great. And then also great life balance allows you to have the ability to be present and improve your relationships. Feel like connections and community is more what life is about. And Mm -hmm. The people you get to spend time with and your loved ones, like they're what's really important. And if all you're doing is working, you're not going to be able to be present in the moments you even spend with them. 
I even find like if I'm not completely turned off from work, I have my sister here in town with me for a while. She's been here about three weeks, but we're flying out to Hawaii together. But if my work, my, my work, <laughs> if my mind is still on work, I like can't focus as well on what she's telling me and our conversations aren't as gratifying as they would be if I was removed from work because there's just that disruptive part of my brain that can't seem to socialize and work at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like that busy mind mentality Mm -hmm. when it's focused on work really makes you a poor listener. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not listening to them. You're just focused on like, oh, I need to get this done on my to-do list or And I'm that type of brain where I'm like, if my mind's on something, even if I'm working, if my mind's on something that I need to do outside of work, I have to do it before I get back to work. Otherwise, everything's just cloudy and disruptive and I'm not as productive as I should be. Yeah, I get that. So just consider that having a life balance allows you to prioritize the time you spend with them and take your vacation time and go spend some time with your family doing whatever you want to do or your friends or your significant other. Just make that a priority in your life. The time with them is so much more valuable than how many hours you're spending at work. Or if you're working harder than your peers, that's not what's important in the grand scheme of things. Great work-life balance increases engagement when you are in the office or perhaps when you're interacting with them online. So give your coworkers 100%. And if you have too much going on or too many stressors, no balance, you're going to be short-tempered with those coworkers. And that's just not fun. I, I read one time that being happy and being in a good mood or being present is a choice. So now, you know, if somebody is around me and they're negative and in a poor mood and not bringing anything to the party, I ask them, why are you choosing to behave in such a way? Because it is a choice. So when you are given the choice to be present and engaging with your coworkers, I think we can all choose that when we're at our best, when we have that balance. And I would encourage us to think about that. And then happy employees stay with their companies. We have a wonderful loyalty at our company at Upright and everyone on our team is as valuable as the next. They are like family. Yeah, it's just so important. We do not work with clients that are not kind. If somebody is unkind to one of our members of our team, we do not renew their contract or we sidestep out of the contract to make sure that all of our team members are indeed happy. So maintaining that balance is extremely important to Upright as well. And then finally, the last main point we want to make is that a work-life balance promotes creativity and productivity in the workplace. So kind of like that mental breather, your brain also needs time to not think about work and having this life balance definitely affords this opportunity for you to just not think about work and not have to be creative if you work in a creative environment or be creative in other outlets. I feel like a lot of upright employees, a lot of us have fun hobbies that are creative and outside of the scope of work, but definitely help to keep our minds sharp when we are in work. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, lean into those outlets and have fun being creative and other aspects if you do work in a creative workspace. I love creative people and a lot of them like photographers or videographers, something they might have as a hobby when it gets turned into work, it can definitely put a damper on their view on something they used to love. So be mindful of that. Yes, you can bring your hobbies into the workplace, but be able to divide them when you're able to, so you're not losing what you love because it's just become work to you. And then something with the productivity, observer.com, they did a research and their data showed that productivity drops by 11% immediately after eight hours of work. And then it decreases as much as 19% for every hour we keep spending on our computers, which is wild yeah so and then I was looking up some other resources and a lot of them are saying like five hour work days are the optimal for productivity I'm talking um, about. which is yeah that's crazy but when I think about it I love my half days because those four hours I feel like I'm on top of the world and I'm so productive and then my brain just starts wandering and then I have to take a couple more breaks yeah that's something Interesting. And then a lot of people really love the four day work week, but 10 hours a day seems too much to me. You're right. One of our partners or whatever does that herself. I think it'd be interesting. 10 hours. Yeah. Like, I don't know how some professions like nurses or police, firefighter, EMS, those guys, amazing heroes, how they do the 12 on 12, like I don't know. Yeah, that I don't is. think I could. No. Especially like 10 hours of straight computer work. I feel like my brain. Oh my no. It's like one thing if you're like nurses and stuff, they're on the floor, they're interacting with patients. But when you work from home, you're just staring at a computer right. for 10 for hours. 10 hours. Yeah. 10 plus hours. Yeah. I mean, I'm sh- basically doing that with upright and then the extra work and I'm like my brain and I have a big break between the two usually I thought you're gonna refer to your big brain just now (laughs) Um, and then we also know that your productivity is basically dropping 30 percent within that first couple hours yeah so it's crazy it is that good stuff Good stuff. Yeah. So if you are able to not, I don't know, work more than eight hours a day, if you have that privilege, or if you even get six hour work days or something, that's amazing. And definitely be appreciative of that. But that is what we have for the main points. But then we also want to discuss kind of what makes us be more productive in the workplace. Yeah. Hannah, lead us off. Okay. Well, I'm a grandma and I like to be in bed by like 9.30 at the latest. Even though Fran, Fran might be earlier than me. I am a senior citizen. I am <laughs> decrepit. I'm dead. <laughs> but you also get up super, super early. But I like to go to bed fairly early and be well rested the night before a work day. So it's been kind of bad since I did mention my sister's in town. And for some reason, like we haven't been going to bed till like after 11, which is kind of rough, honestly. Yeah. That's okay, though. And I've been getting up late, too. So I don't really have any excuses other than I'm 
I've just been sleeping a lot. But that is what I prioritize the most, I feel. Mm-hmm. And then I I mean, you know, people, there's some people with the fidgets cubes and they're just like fidgety people. Yeah. I twist my hair incessantly. Uh-huh. And so I have to put my hair up. And so Faith's been doing all these fun braids to me so I don't twist it or pull on it or check my split ends. So that's also something else I need to do is put my hair up. And I also prefer playing music while I'm working. I'm really bad with audiobooks unless it's nonfiction. If it's fiction, I can't pay attention. Right. So playing music is really nice for me, just in the background. And then I also find that I'm much more awake and productive when the sun is out or it's bright out. So if it is a gloomy day, I have to turn my other lamp on because it's too dark in the room. But the sun's out today, so I definitely feel a lot brighter. Nice. And this is something Fran and I both agreed with, but we both need coffee. Yep. And then regular feedings throughout the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we refer to eating as feeding because as many of you know, we are two buff babes. And then I used to work out in the mornings before I worked, but now I've been working out after I work. And the gym is definitely something that I have to look forward to after eight hours of sitting by my desk. So that's something that I look forward to. Or if I have plans with friends or a nap, I am very sleep motivated. It helps you. It motivates you to to do great things once you pop up. Yep. And sometimes I'll even two hours before the end of the workday, I'll go ahead and put my gym clothes on. (laughs) So I get that extra productive wind before. Smart. Whatever it takes. Yep. And then Fran, how about you? Yes, I love this topic, as we know, as we discussed, and I am extremely structured. So making lists and keeping my calendar up to date is just very gratifying for me. Every night before I go to bed, I make a list of what I have to do the next day. I do that in my work day as well. So when I'm closing up shop, as I reference, I look at my calendar for the following day to see what I have next, what I can mentally be prepared for. That's really important to me. Then setting reminders on my phone, Alexa or Google Calendar is key too. I remind myself that every day is getting better. I remind myself that I have great qualities. I remind myself that I have a nail appointment this afternoon, whatever the case may be, I am always using reminders to better my life. So I really encourage y'all to get after reminders. I I really believe that one of my biggest things, you know, repetition is the key to mastering anything. And that includes positive thoughts. So with my phone, I regularly change out positive messages that I get And they're just reminders on my Apple device. And they say, make every day a great day. You know, words are, you know, anything and everything. Just reminders of how to do better. I love, I love, love, love. And then taking regular pauses. If you knew me in the sixth grade, you would have thought I would be a very, very hyper adult, which I may, I do have a lot of energy, but I could not sit still. And I was always in the back of the class. I had some amazing teachers who supported that and they would let me stand up 
and they would let me walk around the classroom. They would let me just move about because if I'm not moving, I feel very tense. And so I really encourage regular pauses throughout the workday. In fact, Inc. Magazine suggests a break every 60 to 90 minutes. I would say I do that. I go to the restroom. I eat, which I do every hour. <laughs> feeding. So, yes, feeding. You know, anything like that, I think is really cool. A consistent and followed routine is key. Like Hannah was saying, I'm in bed before nine. I wake up between three and four. I always wake up without my alarm at that hour. I think it's really cool to be awake and present and really share in the day. I think we're blessed to to have that quietness in the morning. So that's really important to me. And then going to the gym, working hard, having commitments after work, you know, a routine and consistency is cool. Like I said, Hannah and I have to be fed big food motivators. So we love that my last one I feel like I've been chatting it up noise is a must so whether it's music book random people talking like I'll have podcasts on I'm not listening at all but they will be talking and randomly I'll hear a quote I think the other day I was typing something and I heard a mistake made twice is a choice and I just love that Mm. Yeah. So I get little snippets of wisdom (laughs) and the stuff I'm listening to, and it has to be positive. Even if it's in your music, what you take in, the words in the songs are being processed in your subconscious mind. So if you're listening to really sad love songs because you're down and out about a boyfriend or girlfriend, you're going to continue in that space and that mindset. So when you are listening to things, be sure they're positive. Okay. Hannah's too good to us and she's organized us. It's a little bit different topic than online marketing, but we certainly hope we've shared some tips and tricks to be mindful of your life because you're only given one. And as I often say too, life is too important to take too seriously. Mm-hmm. Hannah, do you have any parting words for us, miss? Well, something that stuck out to me was on, I think two Sundays ago at church, we were talking about money and ministry. And one of the anecdotes the pastor mentioned was that you could be a person that saves their entire life for retirement, but not make it to retirement, live life in the present now and not just have that mindset of saving for the future when the future is never necessarily guaranteed. So like having that present mindset that's Mm -hmm. forwarding your future, but your future, you don't know what it holds. So just to be mindful of what the time you have now, which is the present. And I thought that was something that stuck out to me. And it seemed applicable for today. Thanks for sharing. It's perfect. All right. On that note, guys, take care. We will catch you on the next one. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.